Bushman Richie here with another edition of your Daily Takeaway. You've got a hell of a show ahead of you and we're, we are grateful that you've joined us for this, wherever you're listening. Can I just say, at this juncture, I'm doing this show, but I'm scared. Scared? Scared. I'm playing football for the, this evening for the first time in... I can't remember. I can't remember the last time I played football. My, my my boots that I jokingly call the widow makers with a Z, I had to actually blow dust off them when I got them off the <laughs> top shelf of our little wardrobe earlier on this morning. So I don't know what's going to happen. I've already twinged my back this morning because my middle daughter Thea jumped on me when we were watching uh, CBBS. So I've got that going on. So I might not be here tomorrow. So this might be your final chance to listen to me. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I hope you make it through the game, but as. As I'm stood here looking at you, I think you've got a similar tilt to the Leaning Tower of Pisa right now. I feel like that. I feel like one big Leaning Tower of Pisa. I'm going to be optimistic. You know I'm an optimist. I think a game of six aside for an hour is actually the kind of thing your back needs. It's going to go one of two ways. (laughs) One of two ways. So I might see you tomorrow, I might not, but either way, enjoy the show. This is Bush and Rich's Daily Takeaway. So I haven't done a lottery for ages. I've done a lottery for ages. And I was on my way home last night. I had two people on the train talking about this massive jackpot on the Euro Millions. Uh, I don't. There's too many different types of lottery, thunderballs, and all this <laughs> stuff. I mean, what is the Euro Millions? Is that different to national lottery? It's confusing. Either way, 116 million pound jackpot. That's a lot. So I thought, I'll have a bit of that. So rather than going into like uh, news agents getting a, a ticket, I did it on on the app. Yeah. Uh, I, I did my first line of numbers, which are a load of different house numbers that I've lived at. Right, clever. Second one was just two lucky dips. Oh, so you did more than one line. Three lines. You really I, went in. Didn't I you? did three lines on the train home last okay, night. Okay. Yeah. Anyway, uh, the the draw's really late. So half 11 weirdly must be a european thing because they have sleep in the day don't they they? so i did my numbers went to sleep first thing this morning got up when the girls were up had a little look at my phone got an email saying mr bush good news you've won a prize in the euro millions amazing there's me thinking get a perm new suit here we go guitar shaped swimming pool uh, as you do, sit down, we, first thing in the morning, check your emails, got onto the app, I've won three quid. <laughs> three quids. And, and they, they make, why do they send you that email? Because genuinely for like, I don't know, 15 minutes until I had a chance to properly sit down, we, look at my emails on the phone like everyone does if you've got kids. Uh, there's me thinking that I didn't know whether I was going to come into work today because obviously yeah. if my financial situation has changed, yeah. there's me doing a press conference on the steps in One Golden Square yeah. saying, I hope the money doesn't change me. Now, having not done the Euro Millions for a long while, uh-huh. how much is a line these days? I th- I think it's £2.50. So, you've... <laughs> three quid. £7.50 is what you've spent to yep. win back three quid. Yeah. So, define the word win. I, d- I don't know if it's a win. I'm just <laughs> slapping the face. It's, it was financially a loss. So, so it's an underwhelming win. It's yeah. an underwhelming win. Very. It's gone back into my Euro Millions uh, like bank account thing. Yeah, it's not yeah. gone into my my bank. Mm. So I'm not withdrawing three quid. It's embarrassing. They well, know I'm not going to withdraw it. You've won enough to be able to enter once more. And you know what? I've played scratch cards a couple of times before as well. I haven't got a gambling problem, no. but I feel like they just give you enough so you go back again. <laughs> So look, just to make me feel a bit better about myself, right? Because I do feel a bit... This is what happened with me last time in the lottery. I play once, and this is an absolute con, because I didn't win straight off. It's the email excitement, saying that you've won and then you've got nothing. They really. shouldn't do that. No, That's not just not fair. fair. John, it's not fair. At least warn you in the in the brackets. You know, like, sometimes when our boss calls, he'll text and say, it's nothing serious, just give me a call. <laughs> Why don't they do that with the National Lottery here? Rare. So if you've won something underwhelming, get in touch. Chris says, I'll see you in the Winners Club later on, Bush, for some champagne. He won £2.80 last week, but he hasn't gone public with it yet. Yeah, until now.
Uh, Claire says, I once won a space hopper on CITV. Oh, wow. It probably wasn't worth the amount the call cost to enter. That's what happens, isn't it? If, if it's then financially you're on a loser. Mm. You know, because I spent £7.50 on, on tickets for this thing. Gav says, afternoon chaps, when I get the lottery email saying good news, I like to play Schrodinger's lottery winner and leave it a while. I'm both a big winner and a small winner until I check. I like that. I like that. It's a psychological way of reordering things. Uh, Karen says, Bush, did you know that you can't withdraw less than 10 quid anyway? Hashtag win lose. So I think I've got, <laughs> I think I've got like, well, I don't know. I've got nine pounds in my account now for that. Yeah. Thing. I can't even withdraw it. <laughs> so if you've, if you've uh, won something, but it's been underwhelming, get in touch. Brenda says, I won a signed Millwall football uh, in my girls' primary school raffle. They were our local team. I was just, whatever, gave it to my brother. He had a season ticket with him. That's not bad. It's not bad for him, not uh, for her. Frankie says, I won a free lunch from a well-known sushi place. I broke a tooth on the lunch, cost me £700 to fix my tooth. No such thing as a free lunch, and now you can break your tooth on sushi. Didn't realise that. Uh, Mark says, I once won a pub quiz in Barnsley. The price was a mixed grill, which I assume would be a hot meal of steak, sausages, chops, etc. I was presented with a polystyrene tray of frozen meat. <laughs> uh, Lucy uh, has had a traumatic, uh, underwhelming win experience. Lucy, take us back there. So- we're at the church fair. They're drawing the tickets. Um, I've got my tickets held. How old are you at this I'm time? How old are you? I can't quite remember, but probably about 10 or 11. OK, okay. right. Excited. Yeah. Yeah, very excited. My number gets drawn. I've won the cake. And then they say that I can't have it because my mum made it. Oh. oh. The T's and C's of a church <laughs> church hall draw. Oh, they did. They surely there's not some sort of chance for you to win something else, like a packet of jelly babies or something. Well, you would think so, wouldn't you? But no, there wasn't. You no. can you can still feel the anger in Lucy's voice, even though this is an inconsequential thing. I, I believe it's had repercussions to the present day, Lucy. <laughs> Thou shalt not win thine mum's own cake. I remember it well in the scriptures. I do believe that. It's Genesis 15. <laughs> Andy in Bromley says, the worst one is the postcode lottery. The same happened to me. Got an email saying I'd won. Found out I won a book token. <laughs> That's a slap in the face, isn't it? Um, this might not sound like an underwhelming win to begin with, but stick with it. Martin says, I won FA Cup final tickets Ooh. to the 2011 final between Stoke and Manchester City. Uh, despite my other half's protests, cancelled a weekend away with her so I could go. Stoke lost, and she ended our relationship by text on the way home. <laughs> Paul in Exeter says, uh, Lads, one Saturday night near Christmas, my girlfriend won a giant Toblerone at Winter Wonderland, which was great for her, but it meant I had to carry a five-foot bar of chocolate on three tube trains back to our hotel in Heathrow. He says, you can uh, imagine the cries of give us a bite of your Toblerone, mate, and people trying to get selfies, etc. It was a nightmare. Got another Paul hanging on uh, who's got a solution to the email side of what happened to you when you got the news this morning. Ooh. Paul, what's this system you've got then? So on the subject line, you know, if it's good news, you know, you've won, like, under a tenner. Right. Going up to great news, between ten and a hundred. Brilliant news, 100 upwards, and then right through to absolute stonking, you know, for, for the jackpot one. So you get a bit so, of a clue in the in the title of the email based on your uh, different news tier system as to how much money yeah. you've won. Exactly, yeah. Can, can I and just you, clarify then, so if Bush had won the 116 million from Euro Millions last night, you're suggesting on your, your scale the subject line of the email would have said, absolutely stonking news, Mr Bush. Absolutely, yeah. So. I wouldn't be so annoyed. That'd be amazing. <laughs> and what would it be then for the... I actually only won £3 then, Paul, so what would that be? 
Uh, well, it does see good news, but... <laughs> I, I think there needs to be a, 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 a slightly below that. So, broken even. <laughs> About broken even. <laughs> yeah. The Daily Takeaway. Bush and Richie's Daily Takeaway. So, yesterday on the show, I shared with you how I can touch type, despite the fact I've never had any training whatsoever. We're getting you to get in touch with us. The things that you thought you could do, even though you'd never had any training whatsoever. And now I hear something's afoot. Well, what Richie was saying yesterday, like I say, Boulder's Brass, set in motion a sequence of events that's led to someone at the very top of the secretarial game getting in touch with the show. Right. Because uh, they want to take you to task about what you've said. And I think a lot of other people had the same sentiment. <laughs> She's on the phone right now. She's called Margaret Liddell. Margaret, tell everyone what you do. I work for Fitman Training. Fitman Training deliver office skills um, oh. to people who can work at home or come in and study with us in the office here. All right, so um, you are very much the kind of person to uh, to talk to about my touch typing. <laughs> Indeed. <laughs> so you train people up then, Margaret, to, to, to be able to touch type. Is that the case? That's right, that's right. And can you, and can you just touch type, like, having it in your DNA, like Richie seems to be claiming, or is it something you genuinely need to be trained to do? Well, uh, put it this way, um, it's far better if you're trained properly by somebody who um, understands the, the process and the mechanics, but some people do teach themselves. Okay. Um, oh, the, wow. whole point of touch, the whole point of touch typing is to be able to type without looking at the keys. So, um, so you can uh, watch the screen, yeah, basically, and um, type without having to look to find the keys. You just sort it automatically know without. Now, now Mark, 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 can I just ask you a quick question? I mean, I don't look at the keyboard. I've never had any training. It's all right to have maybe the odds reassuring glance down, right? Oh, now, now he changes his story. Yes, absolutely. The odd glance is always acceptable. OK. But, Margaret, we wanted to get you on because I mean, we felt yesterday that your your specialisation, your, your area of expertise, was slightly under threat here by uh, Richie, the have-a-go hero tourist, saying that he could do your job without getting any formal training. How do you feel about that? Um, I would dispute that very strongly. I'm getting that vibe. <laughs> she sounds like she doesn't take any prisoners. Could you tell whether someone was like uh, a good touch typist or not, Margaret? How would you find out? By looking at them, watching them type, no instantly. <laughs> I think I'd crumble just under your gaze, Margaret. <laughs> OK, so you, you're an expert in this field. I mean, the only way to really put this to bed, because even still today, Margaret, he's still boasting that he is a professional-level touch typist. <laughs> the only way is, if you had five or ten minutes in your diary this week, would you be willing to come, in, come into the show on Home Time and watch Richie and test him to see whether he is indeed a, a touch yes, typist? I'd love to. I'd love to. <laughs> <laughs> this has taken a bit of a turn. OK. <laughs> what is kind of involved in your test, then, if we were to get you in this week to do it? Well, what I would do, I would put him onto a little online program that we use to test his typing speed. Right. So we choose one, and we choose the length of it. He could type for one minute or two minutes or three minutes. Probably two or three minutes would be enough for our purposes. Do they have one for 15 Not minutes? minutes. <laughs> oh, that gets boring. That gets very boring. <laughs> yeah, I'll just do a quick one. It's fine. OK, so we're going to get you in there, Margaret, uh, using the official test from Pittman's, and you're going to see once and for all, put this to bed, whether Richie is a good touch typist or not. I would welcome that. It would be such fun. Amazing. <laughs> wow, OK, brilliant. Tweets just coming from Chris. It says, I think Richie's going to get punished with the cane if he's not up to Margaret's standards. <laughs> 
You just heard it there a minute ago. What a, what, what a turn this has taken this evening. Yeah. Uh, Margaret Liddell, <laughs> at the very top of training people for secretarial work, is going to come in tomorrow on the show and test Richie's claim that he is a proficient touch typist with no training. Is this how it's going to be going forward on this show? I make a claim and then everything's... Because pre- if everything is pressure tested that I say, I've got no future. Accountability. <laughs> accountability. <laughs> accountability. <laughs> and just so we... I mean, have you got any idea how many words per minute you can no, do? No, no idea. I just know that I can touch type. I don't look at the keyboards. Alistair says on, on uh, email, he's just looked it up, the highest typing speed ever recorded was 216 words per minute by a lady called Stella Punyas in 1946. Uh, currently the fastest English language typist is Barbara Blackburn. They all sound like dog handlers. Uh, has reached a peak typing speed of 212 words per minute during a test in 2005. Minute, 60 seconds, uh, 60, 120, 180. That's like three words. What would least... you be happy with? <laughs> a word a minute. A word a minute. Watch this space. No, a word a second. Oh, dear. It's coming in tomorrow. Oh, dear. I'll wait for Margaret to get in. Yeah, you're happy, aren't you? You set up your little surprise tomorrow. Thank you very much. I'm really happy with that. Uh, look, we've all said you, you've brought more people out of the woodwork now, getting in touch, claiming they can do things without training. Jack, hanging on. Uh, what can you do, Jack? Uh, I reckon I could be uh, a professional dog walker. Okay. <laughs> what, what are your credentials? Um... Well, I've had dogs all my life, and I've got two at the moment. Yeah. Um, I can whistle quite well. <laughs> Give us a tune, then. Um, Pro- prove that you can whistle. Give us a tune. <clears throat> you ready? Yep. Yeah. I'd come for you. Yeah. Oh, good. good. Well, what song was that? That's not a song. <laughs> um, well, the dogs seem to like it. Oh, fair enough. That's a good point. <laughs> got Richie going. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Okay, so so you should set yourself up then. What's what's stopping you? Well, I'm a gardener, so I'm busy with that really. Okay, <laughs> weekends or something, aren't they? It's it's been the lamest claim of all the things that you could do so far. With all yeah. due respect to professional dog walkers. Well, you got a whistle. <laughs> all right, mate. It's just this stick to gardeners is not really panning out for you. All right. <laughs> okay, lovely. Yeah, all right. See you, cheers, Jack. <laughs> This is the Daily Takeaway. Daily Takeaway. Uh, we know utility bills are a nightmare. They're getting worse. That's why this week uh, we are giving away £100 a night of our show budget in a little game that we like to play and we like to call Lecky Lucky Numbers. Uh, can the numbers on your utility meter win you cash? So, the Lecky Lucky Number generator will spit out three numbers. These are the numbers that have to be on your current electricity or gas meter reading. They can be in any order, but all three of them must appear somewhere on your meter. Uh, so, we're going to need you to find it. Find your meter. Hopefully, you know where it is. Take a picture, because we will ask for the proof. But the question is... What are the numbers? We're going to give you the numbers in just a second. One of the best bits about this competition is just getting a photo and seeing people's actual utility metres. Yeah. Some of the cobwebs and spiders. It's actually unbelievable. Yes, as if no-one goes anywhere near them. Some wildlife down there, that's for sure. Here are tonight's numbers. Thanks, Bush and Richie. OK, today's lucky lucky numbers are... 8, 2, 4. That's 8, 2 and 4. 
Get under the stairs and uh, call us. Call the studio 0330 123 1215 to tell us that you've got those three numbers. Can be on your electricity or your gas meter reading in any order, but all three must appear somewhere on the meter. I think it's time for someone to come on down. Uh, let's have a chat with Ariana in Norwich. How are you, Ariana? Oh, I'm good, thank you. Hey, are you having a good day so far? Yeah, really good, thanks. Feel bad asking this, but what's the kind of state of your uh, utility meter? Is it is it well looked after? We've had a couple of dusty ones so far this week. <laughs> well, I've actually got a, um, a smart reader. Oh, oh okay. Yeah. So does that mean you can sit I in the lounge know. like Richie does and a red light goes on if Natalie's putting the kettle on? Is yeah. that how that works? Yeah, my husband's a little bit obsessed with it, but... <laughs> I love my smart meter. What makes it go red the most? Hair dryers? Uh, toasters and uh, kettles in my house. Okay, what, what about in your house, Ariana? Yeah, the um, tumble dryer, I think. Tumble, yeah. all the luxuries. <laughs> 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 right, hey, look, uh, it's all very well and good talking about the meters. We need to hear about the numbers on the meter. So, uh, Ariana, yeah. will you please? Uh, are we hearing about your electricity or gas, by the way? Um, it's in the electri- electricity. Okay. Okay. Uh, please read to us your electricity reading right now. Okay. It's four six three three dot five eight two KWH. I heard a four. I heard an eight. I heard a two. That means one hundred pounds. Yes. <laughs> you have lucky, lucky numbers. A hundred pounds off your energy price bill. <laughs> Brilliant. Thank you so much. What an amazing what an amazing turnaround for your Wednesday night. You must feel cock a hoop now. I am. I'm really really chuffed. Thank you. Uh, now, uh, what is the oven going to be uh, wearing up those uh, readings today? <laughs> what's what's for dinner tonight, Ariana, before we let you go? <laughs> oh, I think we'll have ribs tonight. Oh, push the boat. And I tell you what, I tell you what, Ariana, put the tumble dryer on. It's on us tonight. Okay? <laughs> Thank you, thank you. There is more money in the meter. Don't you worry, because we're back tomorrow as we play again. Lucky, lucky, lucky numbers. This is Bush and Rich's Daily Takeaway. So this is very awkward. Uh, Bush, tell the home time listeners what I'm holding up in front of me right now. I believe it's the uh, Nicolas Cage sequined pillow that we got for you after you were so impressed with his movie. Yeah, uh, his uh, brand new movie, go and see it, The Unbearable Weight of Massive Talent. Uh, It's no secret if you're uh, uh, a regular listener to this home time show, I'm Nicolas Cage's biggest fan. I love the man. Uh, And uh, you very kindly secured me last week when I was poorly and working from home a sequined cushion of Nicholas Cage. And that's a limited edition thing, that. It is. Do you know what I mean? Describe how special it is. Uh, one side of the cushion, uh, in sequin form, is Nicholas Cage from the movie. And then, with a little swish with your fingers, there you are, the sequins turn over, it's gold. Like a toddler's unicorn shirt. <laughs> I can't stop playing with it. So I took it home on Monday when I was back in, very, very excited, uh-huh. sitting down eating dinner. I'm like, oh, I need to show you what's in my bag. This is incredible. I go to my rucksack. I bring out the Nicolas Cage sequined cushion. I show it to Natalie and go, look at this. This is just like silence. She went, that's a Nicolas Cage cushion, yeah? I went, yes, it is. It's sequined. But look, if you go like this, <laughs> it turns gold and you can like, play with his face. It's amazing. And what, surely she was impressed when she saw the whole sequin change colour thing. I can remember the words right now. She just goes, where's that going then? Oh, Oh, well, here, it's limited edition, this is so special, not in our house. 
I can't see where that's going anywhere. So in your house, right, you've yeah. got like a, in your kitchen you've got a telly and yeah. there's like a couch in there, but you've yeah. got like your TV room. Yeah. You'd think at least, right, maybe not the TV room, but at least in the kitchen where the other bit is. Bush, I'm a realist. I'm not expecting it to go in the lounge with the cushions that she's bought and the sofa and all that kind of thing. I, I'm Fair not enough. an idiot, okay? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But there's the reserve the reserve sofa with the reserve telly where I have to watch football matches. Surely, in the kitchen amongst the toy dinosaurs. Surely it can go there. Surely, it's no, Nicolas Cage. No, it's not going there. That's why it's back here. So you've got to bring it back in. Oh, can't it's even no, have it in the house. It's not allowed in the house. Because there's bad. no place for it. Now, I mean, I've, I've said a few Clutter choice word. choice words about Nicolas Cage movies over the past couple of weeks, which we've talked about on this show and we've resolved, but even I, on Nicolas Cage's behalf, feel bad about this. This is a, a, a slight. Do you have stuff in your house that you, 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 you cherish and you'd love to have, but it's not allowed on display? I still, to this day, am not allowed my signed Everton 2005 team photo uh, framed picture that I've got. Signed framed photo. Every member of the team, including such brilliant players as Rodrigo Beckham. Do you remember him? Played four games. Wow. And then Alex Niarco. <laughs> it's actually in my mum and dad's house because Katie won't have it in the house. It's not even in the same county. Literally not even in the same county. My mum and dad are custodians of it as we speak. Let us build a list of the nation's items that aren't allowed in your very own home. Tell us what it is. Get in touch. Uh, Oliver says, I've got a Friday the 13th mask. I've got a Transformers figure. Presidents of the United States of America. A six-foot Bud Shelter poster. None of them welcome at home. See, Kerry says, whilst I'm allowed to have my life-size cardboard 10th Doctor and loci cutouts in the house, they are banned by my husband from going upstairs, <laughs> specifically to our bedroom. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> a lot to unpack in that. There a lot is. to unpack. Uh, tell us what is banned in your place, please. Uh, Heidi says, Richie, you and my brother would get on well. He proudly shows a picture of Nicolas Cage as the Mona Lisa on his living room wall. I mean, <laughs> we would get on well. I- I'm jealous of him. He's very lucky to have that up on the wall. There's a photo on our Facebook page of it. It's terrifying. <laughs> It's absolutely terrifying. It. I'd love it. I mentioned earlier on I'm not allowed my 2005 uh, signed Everton team uh, framed picture in our... It's actually at my parents' house. Gavin says, my Everton signed shirt hanging in the wardrobe refuses uh, to allow it to be framed and on display. Craig says, I'm not allowed this up. It's an Everton print. There must have been a memo to all the partners and wives banning anything Everton related. Uh, Lee, what is not allowed up in your house, please? Yeah, it's my, uh, my, my Wimbledon 1988 Epic Cup winner's clock because it ticks too loudly. <laughs> <laughs> Talk us through. What's it look like? Just so we can paint a picture in our minds. Uh, well, it's just it's just a white clock. It's just a, it's just a normal round white clock that looks like a football that's got uh, all the numbers in blue and yellow, uh, the club badge and the FA Cup, uh, and then the, and the club's name and FA Cup when it's nineteen eighty eight on it. And uh, but the thing is, it ticks loudly, and it's, it's, it ticks so loudly you can hear it through a wall, um, which, is, which is fairly decent. <laughs> and probably much to my much to my wife's annoyance, in the thirty four years since we've won it, it's, it's never gone wrong. Um, so there's no reason to get rid of it, apart from the fact that it just ticks about it. I mean, it's one of the biggest sporting upsets and achievements, really, Wimbledon's FA Cup win over Liverpool, so you would want to tick loudly about it, wouldn't you? Make some noise. It's testament testament to the event itself. It's still going after 34 years, Uh, but it's now now, now, now banished to the cabin at the end of the garden. Oh, Oh. that's no place for it. That's no place for it at all. Where it sits proudly doing its thing. So many items that aren't allowed on display in homes, even though they're cherished possessions. Uh, Gina, what's not allowed up in your house? So it's my partner's framed painting that he inherited from his granddad. Oh, that's right. nice. An heirloom, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yes, um, but it's awful. It's a painting of a dog doing his business <laughs> and a farmer shouting at him and pointing at the hare that's running away. 
which the dog is supposed to be chasing. <laughs> it's so ugly. <laughs> is it like, is it intentionally comedic? Uh, a comedic scene? Yeah, or? I mean, I think it's meant to be funny, but it's so crass. And it's not like we've got like a study or a downstairs loo that I could hide it in. So it's just stuffed down the side of the wardrobe. So and the... then every now and then he sees it and we have a little argument about whether or not it should be on the wall. <laughs> where would he like it to go? Ideally, your husband, where in the house would it go if he could have it in? Uh, I mean, yeah, I think he'd put it in the bathroom, probably, or in the hallway or something, somewhere where everyone would see it, probably. <laughs> Look, we don't know your husband. We have no investment in this other than it's quite funny. But just, yes. just to put his side across, what... What would it take? What would you have to have? Life is all about deals. What would you have to have in return for that to go up? Um, honestly, I don't think there's anything. <laughs> Divorce, just, probably. It, it's so ugly. It's not even like a nice painting, but a bit crap. So it's, it's not It's not the kind of thing we're going to see if uh, Antiques Roadshow comes to your neck of the woods. We ain't going to see it at any point, no. you don't think? No. The Daily Takeaway. Richie's Daily Takeaway. I was just thinking back to the beginning of this particular episode of The Takeaway. You don't hear of many footballers with bad backs. What, back spasming? Yeah, just like, you know, you, when, when you, like, hear team news on a Thursday or Friday ahead of the weekend, you might hear, like, you know, oh, uh, uh, Gabriel Jesus is out with a twinged hamstring or... Or uh, Stephen Gerrard, oh, he's retired. Um, I, I think of another footballer and just like stand up. You never hear of he's got a bad back. Yeah, like maybe Richarlison is unavailable because his lumbago's playing up. <laughs> I'd like yeah. to hear that. Some of the older diseases. Or like, yeah, even just like uh, melancholy. Yeah. Imagine that. Play through it tonight. You'll be fine. I'll put some leeches on it. This is the Daily Takeaway. Daily Takeaway.